Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello. Welcome to Ruined, a podcast where we ruin a horror movie just for you. I'm Hallie. Just for you. I'm Allison. And um, we're at it again. Another day, another dollar. Yeah. Allison, how you yeah. doing? I gotta say, I fully dissociate during our theme song before we start recording. Cool, like, I am cool. waiting for the day where I don't snap back into reality in time. <laughs> I am just, like, staring at my screen, but horrifically, I would say, just, like, Nothing behind my eyes. Honestly, sounds Nothing relaxing. Happening. Like that's I know it's like the nicest ten seconds of my day. <laughs> I was just thinking this is so interesting you brought this up because um I was just thinking, like I am so booked and busy right now, and I'm very fortunate, I'm very privileged. But yes. literally I was like, I'm gonna go brush my teeth so I have an excuse not to do anything for <laughs> a couple minutes. Like and just because I have so much wow. stuff I need it, I know I need to be doing. And yeah, I don't want to do it. So I'm like, just give you a little bit of space. Oh, um, I have something I just watched that I really loved. And I want to talk about it. And um, it's Jonah Hill's um, documentary on Netflix called Stuts. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? No, it got, like, served to me, like, last night. And I was, like, interesting. And then I just fell asleep. I absolutely loved it. And basically, if, if, if you haven't seen it, basically, it's about his a psychiatrist, Phil Stutz. And it's basically, like, about the therapeutic process. Mm. But it's really interesting. And also, I'm in therapy, so, like, I think therapy yeah. is interesting in general. But it's about, like, his um, psychiatrist's life and sort of how he came to form, like, sort of the tools he uses in therapy. And then also, there's a little bit of a meta element, but then Jonah Hill starts getting into, like, his life. And at one point, Jonah Hill has his mother on to confront her about, in a, in a, oh. in a compassionate way, sort of, like, from childhood, she really was— um, the driving force of all of these negative feelings about his weight that then he was like, and then I became famous and it was like so much worse. So it just yes. sort of like, and, and she goes out and she talks about like, she was the fat kid growing up. She was always the bigger one, like compared to her sister and her parents always made such a big deal about it. So then when he was fat as a kid, she's like, I genuinely thought I was helping because I saw myself in you. I didn't right. want you to go through what I did. He's like, I hear what you're saying that you didn't do it in the right way, which is like, Medical, nope. medicalize it and, and like, make it, like, the doctors are working with my mother to make me lose weight. Because then you just feel, like, horrible. Like, oh, there's something wrong yes, with me. wrong with me. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this. So in case you're <laughs> in the mood um, for Ooh, any of that. I could watch and that. It's also just, like, really well made and, like, I don't know, just, like, you know, com like, thoughtful mentorship between men, like, concepts of, like, I don't know, like, sitting with yourself and discomfort. And then Jenna Hill also talks about how his, his brother passing away. And it's just like, they get into it. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought it was beautifully directed. And I believe John Hill directed it as well. So in case you're in the mood for that. I get, can watch that. Get really stoned or not. Have a glass of wine and watch it and be like, prepared. I, I definitely cried. It was, it was really oh, great. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, how you doing, Allison? I mean, aside from my fabulous 10 seconds of dissociating, oh. um, fine. That's Nothing really... 
yeah. going on here. What about you? I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, I'm looking for an apartment right now, so I'm staying. Oh, God. I, it's like another week of like, I, I'm just having to see apartments in every apartment. It's like, well, I mean, I'm probably not going to be murdered here, right? Like, well, right. I, yes. surely I won't die in this apartment, despite it feels like everyone who's ever been in here has died. And that's just simply because rent is so fucking expensive. So, again, yeah. you know, everyone everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Looking for a new apartment is a true hell. And you just have to move in and be like, well, I hope something hor- isn't horribly wrong that they've hidden from me. And yes. um, which has been the case. Um, yep. Almost in every apartment in every city. Yeah. <laughs> so, but other than that, can't complain. Really can't. Nope. And I um, think well, that's exciting. I think that moment of dissociation is like, um, did you used to smoke, Allison? Yeah. So I'll be too, like when I was in my early 20s, like taking a smoke break is like 10 to 15 minutes of like just being alone, just being alone, (laughs) being outside, staring into the middle distance. And I miss that. I don't really, I mean, occasionally I want a cigarette, but really what I miss is I'm going to go stand outside and just stare for 10 minutes and enjoy it. And if you did it, if you just did it with nothing, (laughs) yeah. It's just like, what's the, or just like not moving, just standing still. No, that's terrifying. That's yeah. a scary. Imagine if you walk by somebody doing that on the street. You'd be like, I'm calling someone. Like, um, I don't yeah. know. Don't, I'm not walking on this block anymore. Like, that guy's going to kill me. Yeah, it's or like gal. smile. Or gal. Yes. Or gal. It's like Women can do anything, including murder people. Yeah, including, according to the movie, smile, snap, and kill somebody. Yes. You're right. I don't know. I guess it's like, what could we do to build spaces in that? And it makes me think uh, around, just like, I need to take a break. Um it, yeah. it makes me think how, like, in at least in LA, like a lot of people are drinking like non-alcoholic cocktails, which I'm, I, I was like, it's just a waste of money. You're just drinking juice. But I understand they have like just have a seltzer, I, but I get it. Yeah, like I don't want to feel like shit. I don't want to have to get drunk, but I want to have a little thing. I want a whole, I have a little treat. So yes. I, yeah, it, that, it, it's something about that is the same. Where it's like, can I just sit here and like be calm and think? About it's because nothing? we don't have spaces that aren't taken over by capitalism in this country. Yeah, yeah, you like, have to spend money. Yeah, you have to spend money everywhere. Like nobody would like a bar where you go and it's like it's a non-alcoholic bar, but it's just like diet coke and soda water. Yeah, and I guess it's like yeah, what we really it's like then it's like I guess it's not profitable. Yeah, and it's like oh well, what we really need is like a community center. But I guess the bar s- serves the bar's function. You want to have a bar space, but you don't necessarily have to get drunk. You know. Yeah, that's tough. Though. We just need more like spaces for people because like in cities when you're in apartments, my so like. I feel like we don't get to scream very oh, much. God, like, yeah. With, and, like, sometimes you just want to, like, scream. Fucking open um, up. Yeah. And my friend told me um, that she does it on elevators. And I was oh, like, those shit. are not soundproof. No. Ever. And also, like, <laughs> that just being, yeah. just being on a floor near an elevator and just hearing it, someone screaming as it, like, goes by that floor. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I was like, you cannot do that anymore. <laughs> I also think, like, there's probably a security camera and the security guard, like, just sees sure. you screaming in there every day. But also, if I heard someone screaming in an elevator, I'd be like, I get it, girl. <laughs> like, I would, no judgment <laughs> here. Scream away. Do you have to do, do you? You do you. Um, and that really brings us to our movie. No, there's no yes. segue of, like, <laughs> No, it seems doing, like there is not one yeah, for this. This is a, a very, um, this is a movie who was, that was recommended to us when we announced we were doing the streaming on Shudder um, uh, episode. And, oh, so we're recording this um, ahead of Thanksgiving. Um, ha- I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. But yes. this is, we also want to have a reminder that it's the 29th, so it'll be the day after the yes. live show. So you can actually still watch the live show for 72 yep. hours. Um, yep. So if you missed it or if you want to watch it, uh, you know, you just didn't see it to begin with, uh, please watch it. 
And yes. um, you can go to moment.co slash ruined. And you have another, depending on when you listen to that, this, a day or so <laughs> to listen to it. So it's up there for you guys. You can get a ticket. If you are um, a top tier Patreon member, uh, you already have a ticket in your inbox. Um, and we, again, love you and thank you for being a part of our you. Patreon. Thank you. And, um, yeah, and for coming to the live show. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah. And this has been a fun month of Shutter movies. Yeah. Um, and go watch all of them if you're so inclined. I will not be watching any of them. Yeah, if you compulsively watch for only horror movies, it's the plat- it's the platform we need to have. And yeah. there are times where I'm like, maybe I should be watching something else. I watched an episode of The Crowd. Didn't get through it. Not for me. I'm like, where I are never the, watched where the are the zombies? Why yeah. is the queen not be having her head ripped off? What are we doing yeah. here? These are great questions for the crown. Yeah, and maybe that happens at the end of the episode, but I'll never know. It was yeah, about a, two boats, I think. Um, but yeah, so uh, we are. Uh, this, this is a, a highly uh, asked for and recommended Shutter movie that we're going to do. It's called Glorious. It's from 2022. And um, we also to take a, um, or have Allison watch the trailer. Allison, what are your thoughts about the Glorious trailer having watched it? Okay, is this at all like a horror comedy? Or is it like a horror movie where just like the the conceit is kind of a funny concept? Um, there are moments of comedy. I would say they, I really, it was really interesting um, balance. Um, mm. It is the screen- Yeah, the tone feels Wild. Yeah. Um, the screenplay is by Joshua Hull and David Ian McKendry and is directed by Rebecca McKendry. And I think that the tone, yes, it is, I would say it is a horror comedy, but l- more leaning into the horror of it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, say, like, a um, Jennifer's Body or something, which I think is, like, a full horror comedy. Yes, absolutely. That makes sense. Um, I mean, I hope we get to this, but, like, <laughs> all we ever ask, is where is everybody pooping and peeing? This whole movie seemingly takes place in a bathroom. Yeah. Do we ever get bathroom use? I'm I'm can confirm there is bathroom okay. business in the bathroom. Okay. We finally, Good. finally, every I mean, listen, every horror movie, I'm like, where is the poop? Where, where is, the, is pee? the pee? Where, what are we doing? How are we getting? What are we this? doing? These people, we've been following these people forever. Like, where is, when is, when are they going to the bathroom? Right. I mean, if I'm in a horror movie, I'm shitting my pants immediately just out of terror. Yes. So then the rest yes. of the movie is me being like, I'm so sorry that we're all like hiding in this closet, everyone. I, if I hadn't, I wouldn't have shit my pants had I known. So <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bathroom business and it gets pretty messy in the bathroom too. So yes. there's a lot of fluids. Um, uh, we always like to take a baseline scary. And boy, this is a tough one. Um, how scary do you find the concept of being a part of a um, faded, uh, like a, damn it, how do I explain this? To find yourself, to realize that you're an integral part of a inexorable um, existential plan to save the universe, Allison. I really hope I'm not. I am not the person for that. I could not, I can't. Like, I'm a week behind on sending emails that are, like, positive in my life at this point. Like, I can't I can't be responsible for the fate of the universe. Like, I just really yeah. can't. It's a lot to put on one person. And I think— It is. Yeah. And I know I would absolutely choke. I would absolutely not be able to sure. do what needed to be done. I couldn't go on a hero's quest. Again, I, my pants would immediately fill with brown— and I would simply die screaming. <laughs> I would just scream so hard, I my head exploded. If if what happened in this movie happened to me, 
sorry, everybody. The universe yeah. is over. Yeah. It's done. Um, and then based on what you've seen um, in the trailer, Allison, would you like to guess the twist? Guess the twist. I'm going to guess that we we are told that it's a god that's in that other stall behind the glory hole, mm-hmm. but I'm going to guess that it's the devil. Okay, great. Love it. I think the devil would be in a public, a men's public restroom. That's a good one. That's a good <laughs> guess. I love that. Okay, so let's begin ruining Glorious. We open on a man standing in a black void. So, oh, good. Yeah, love it. <laughs> we have a black void. Can, can I join him? That sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there's nothing to look <laughs> at. There are no Meet me at the void. Like, like, it's just like we need to spend time away from scream, uh, screens, yes. you know? More time yes. with screams, less time with screens. Yes. Um, and he hears a female voice speaking to him, and she says, where are you? He replies, I don't know. She says, are you thinking about me? And the man says, always, I can't stop. And the woman's voice says, you said I was different. And we see sort of a glistening purple and pink monstrous eye. And cut to our main character waking up, fall, having fallen asleep at the wheel on a two-lane highway. And he, he jerks the car back over. Jesus. Um, and his name is Wes. And he is clearly exhausted. He's been driving overnight, seemingly. Because he's so tired, he realizes I should take a, a stop at a rest stop and, like, take a breather. And as he drives, he looks over, and on his passenger seat is sort of a red wooden box. And that box, okay. what is in the box, Allison? What 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 will the box reveal? The box is introduced as an object. The box must be opened, you know? Yes, of course. Um, and he, he pulls into Route 37 rest stop. And this is not one of those, like, oh, Starbucks, McDonald's type of fancy rest yeah. stops. yeah. This is a toilet where you could buy a candy bar, you know, yeah. like, and maybe there's okay, a map. Great. There's like, like a yes. rack of maps. Yes, it's just like a <laughs> small brick building. Um, and there is a figure similar to, as we we constantly shout out, uh, gas station attendants, mm-hmm. um, weird elderly loners that bike up to your camp and warn you you're all going to die. Fortunately, we have this character, and she's a woman this time. Okay. Okay, I love that for us. Um, she's sort of an older trucker-looking lady. Her, she's credited as Sharon. And, uh, West, Perfect name. West sees her, and then she's just staring straight— for, Actually, enjoying what we were talking about, enjoying a break from reality. Just Ugh. staring straight— Sharon knows how to get it done. You love to see it. Um, West gets out, and what he does, he sees on his dashboard there is a white teddy bear. And obviously, this is something we're hearing the woman's voice. The teddy bear is obviously a gift from this woman. We'll learn more about her shortly. A sentimental object from his relationship that he puts on his dashboard. And then he tries to go to the ancient vending machine and get a little treat, but mm-hmm. he can't get a chocolate bar out of there. And he's uh, punching nice old, machine. Old Hershey's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing like a plain milk like, chocolate. Has that like white. Residue Ooh, yeah. on it, which apparently you can eat, and I do, but it just means it's like dried I definitely out or have. something. Yeah, should yeah. we have? I don't know, but you oh, know us. Right now. We're both still alive. Um, I think like the combination of like the disappointment of the candy bar not falling, and then also he's clearly like distraught and exhausted yes. and slept. He just says "fuck." He starts punching the machine. Understandable. Yeah, we've all again all been there. Um, that's how Alice and I met. We were punching the same vending machine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> behind him we hear Sharon's voice and she says you know some things might seem broken but it usually just mean you stop trying thank you Sharon that's such a good point Sharon dropping pearls of wisdom yeah, Sharon and he turns around Sharon hasn't even turned around ultimate boss pitch move 
<laughs> saying some sort of ominous shit. And then they turn out. You're, you see the back of your head? Bitch, I'm not even going to turn around when I say this to you. No, I love no, it. I'm still going to look off into the distance <laughs> yeah, at nothing. Fucking just stare at the sun. <laughs> and we see her. She's ripped open a packet of uh, sugar to put in her coffee in her hand. And she puts the wadded up paper next to six other wads of paper, making seven. Seven being okay. a holy number, a significant number in a lot of different Beliefs. Okay, but it's also so much sugar for one. Yeah, girl. Sharon. Like, that's what she do. Peel it back a bit. Yeah, it's just a bad combination. It's a lifestyle choice, Sharon, at this point. Um, But eventually she gets up and says, may I? And he hands her one more quarter and she puts it in the machine and the candy bar falls down. And Wes is like, oh my God, thank you. And starts ripping into it. Like, you know, you're not you when you haven't had your Snickers. And he's eating the candy bar. Absolutely. You're Danny DeVito or... <laughs> and so Sharon turns around, and he does not see what Sharon sees, which is a flower gl- growing up from the ground covered in uh, translucent slime. Oh, slime. And Sharon— a real slime flower. Oh, yeah, and there's a lot of slime in the movie, so get ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we, Sharon sees it, and Sharon smiles. And uh, she walks over to see his car. They're the only two people there. It's also the middle of the day, so we, it's the middle of the day. And she tells him, you're going to want to clean off the back of your seat, back seat of your car so you can lay down. Going to make living on the road a whole lot easier. And Wes is always like, well, how do you know I'm living on the road? It's like, bitch, look at you. Something yeah, is going wrong. Yeah, you are a you're mess. You're a mess, Wes. Um, and with that, Sharon gets in her truck and drives away. Wes gets back in his driver's seat to eat, and he sort of stares again at the red wooden box. And before turning around, and he's trying to, like, straighten up the mess in the back seat. When he does, he turns back to the teddy bear, and he picks it up, and when you squeeze its little paw, it mm-hmm. says, I love you very much. And we cut to the woman who gave it to him, who we find out is Brenda. And he okay. immediately starts freaking out. He's, like, slamming the bear on the uh, the steering wheel, and he gets out, and he just starts calling Brenda over and over again. And he's like, hey, sorry, uh, I just, like, I want to hear your voice, but, you know, it's fine, just, you know, anywho. And then he's, like, a montage of him calling, like, fuck you, fuck you, and then calling again, being like, I'm so sorry. Like, clearly, like, both spiraling and also, like, you're a piece of shit, you know? Like, you're immediately yeah. like, oh, yeah, right. whatever this is, we're not it's good. It's not good, <clears throat> no. And he's calling, it's like he's alternately screaming at her and being sweet and, like, really spiraling. Um, and finally sees his phone buzzes because it's low on battery, and in a, his sort of frenzy, he just throws it on the ground, shattering the screen. So now Great his phone is out idea. of commission, Allison. Yeah. You live on the road and you don't have a phone? Yeah, exactly. And things are about to go for bad worse because if he wasn't doing well Sharon already— Sharon would not approve. <laughs> um, Sharon wouldn't approve, and also no wonder you're calling Brenda, you know, you're yeah. not picking it up. So his phone, uh, so his phone's destroyed, and so things are already going are bad. They're going from bad to worse. He goes on a full bender. He turns on his car radio, like cranks it up, grabs a bottle of like whiskey. It's all just at the rest stop, just like, fucking outside. in front of everyone. Yeah, there's nobody there, but like someone could pull up and be like, "Oh, this guy's losing his fucking mind here in the parking yeah. lot." Um, he grabs like a bottle of whiskey or like some brown liquor, and then he scoops out everything in the back seat, and it's full of what is obviously Brenda's clothes and mementos. <clears throat> and he goes over, there's like a picnic area right next to the rest stop with like picnic tables and like barbecue pits. And he throws all of her clothes in this like barbecue, like this metal fire starter Good. thing. Good, yeah, it's great. And he fucking just lights that shit up and he's just drinking and burning her shit, freaking out. Again, yeah, like if you pulled that uh, up to that rest stop, you would just keep driving. You'd yeah, be like, right. some guy's I'd be like, going I'll just nuts. be in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so he's, 
it goes on till nightfall. So literally, it's now nighttime. He is wasted. The fire's still going and is cheering on as Brenda's clothes burn. And then finally, <clears throat> he gets the red box and he opens it. And it's full of photos and Polaroids, which you don't really see, except for one. He pulls it out. It's obviously Brenda. Allison, he can't burn it. So he puts it in his little pocket. Oh, God. And he also doesn't burn the teddy bear. So, And then at some point in the night, he just fucking passes out on the lawn, right? And he wakes up into the void again. He's still on the grass, and he sees Brenda standing in the darkness holding the red box. And this time he actually wakes up. It's morning. He passed out all night at this fucking rest stop. Whew. Also, that's uh, that is male privilege, uh, <laughs> if I could say it. Like, I mean, a, a woman could never, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, and and hopefully no one was doing this, but if you are, yes, I mean, that's please fair don't, point. please don't. Um, but he's passed out on the grass, and his pants. He's taken his pants off, and then he has burned them in the fire. So he doesn't even have pants anymore. Great. And he's also understandably extremely nauseous. So he runs into the men's room and is just vomiting and vomiting. Just throw up outside. I, I, you know, it, it's like at that point, you've already made such a fucking mess of the rest stop. Like, but I understand, you're, you know, yeah. instinct, you run to the bathroom. He flushes. Uh, next, the stall next to him, here is the toilet flush. And we hear the voice of J.K. Simmons, who plays this role, which I love is it. such a, he's such an iconic voice at the whole time. Like, oh yeah, J.K. Simmons is in the toilet stall next to him. Yes. And he has this like beautiful, sonorous voice, you know. And he yes. says, is everything, voice. is everything all right, my friend? And, um, West turns, and the voice is coming from a glory hole in the wall between mm. the stalls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And around the glory hall, there's a hole. There's a mural painted of, like, a three-breasted god with blue worms growing out of her head, like huge fat centipede worms, and then eight, five green eyes on her face, and then an eye on each of her tits sitting on a pile of skulls. And I'm like, that's pretty metal for a glory hole. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a re- that's that's some. There's imagination there. Um, I I'm gonna tell. This is probably a story I shouldn't tell, but I'm gonna tell. I remember I you this is like back when we were in our 20s, and it was like at UCB. And there's this uh, guy, like I would consider him a friend of a friend or acquaintance, a wonderful, talented person. And I was hanging out. It was like late night, like two in the morning. We're like closing UCB East or whatever. Yeah. And the in guy, there. and the guy, this is a very sexually adventurous person. I knew that about him, and it was also again like knew him professionally. But he goes. I'm just gonna put this out there. Would you? It's like me um, and two other, like two men. It's like, would you guys want to come and watch me basically suck dick in this glory hole at this uh, in the back of like a, a porn store in Chelsea? Allison, <clears throat> I didn't go, but honestly, my first thought when he said that is, I would, but I've got my computer. You know what I mean? Like, I can't bring all my, I have my That's big bag. That's such a twenties. That's such a twenties moment where it's like you're presented with something outrageous, and you're like. I have my laptop because I was out working all day and I came right here and I yeah, haven't I stopped drinking. Like, yeah, and, but it was like, I don't know if there's enough room for all of us. I don't want to be like squatting in like some sort of like glory hole situation right. with my backpack, you know. So I didn't end up going, but I did appreciate the offer. That's nice. And I feel like that's it's the nice closest to be included. This is nice to be thought of. And yeah, I think that's the closest I've ever been to a glory hole. I you just don't Same, see them yeah. as much. I mean, I'm sure yeah. they're out there and... um I guess you just got to find one. You know, I suppose that's the thing about a glory hole. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. You just need one. Um, And we've always said it. But so someone has painted this beautiful mural around a glory hole. And the voice is communicating through Wes through it. And um, voice is like, are you feeling better? And Wes is like, yeah, I'm fine. I just threw up. Um, 
I'm sorry, uh, I didn't mean to disturb you while you're using the bathroom. And the voice says, a bathroom, is that where I am? That's very interesting. Well, guess we're both here and the chance of conversation makes three, you know. And Wes is, like, realizing, like, he touched the toilet and then touched his eyes, so he's, like, panicking. Oh, my God. Not only has he vomited intensely, this is not, like, it's, again, like, it's probably someone comes every couple days. Like, this is a pretty gnarly um, bathroom to begin with. Um, And he's like, oh, sorry, I got to wash off my face. God knows what's on here. And the voice says, let's see, fecal matter, urine, vomit, semen. 127 kinds of bacteria. And Wes says, okay, cool. Like, hey, you're a great hang. And the voice says, see, we're having a conversation. And Wes says, yeah, I mean, you caught me on an off day. I don't normally talk to strangers in a public restroom with my pants on, with my pants off. And the voice says, oh, so you're naked from the waist down. I'd love to talk more about how about you step back in the song and we can introduce ourselves. So Wes and we as the audience thinking, all right, well, so this guy's trying to blow him. And it's yeah. like, hey, we're already, your pants are already off. Let's let's see what yeah, we can do we're here. We're halfway there. Yeah. And the voice asks Wes's name. He shares it. And the voice tells him, here's how to pronounce my name. Allison, I'm going to make you do this. So you hold the tip of your uh, tongue with your um, thumb and your finger, Allison. And then you say the words, got another one. You do it first. Got another one. Got another one. Got another one. And so, which they basically say is, got got to know, got to know Thawa. I'm going to call him got. Because I just don't, yep. you nope, do not want not me having to go through, through that. that every single time you need to mention him. Uh, the voice tells him, Yep, Gata Nothawa, that is my name. It's the name of a very old, very lonely God. And Wes is like, Wow, your parents' hippies? Like, where did they even find that God? Like, what religion is that? And the voice says, Oh, no, no, I am he. I am that God. It's not what you want to hear on the other side of a glory hole. Unless, but then I think, I think Wes says recently enough, I was like, oh, so this is some kind of like role play. Like, oh, can I be a god too? Okay. Like, I'll be Thor. And uh, God, who's like, yeah, like, do you want me to call you Thor, baby? Let's do this, you know? <laughs> yes, of course. That's, you know. So again, I think Wes is like, oh, so this is like some guy who's like on, it has it has a really set scenario for what he, how he wants things to go down this glory hole. Yes. Um, and God's like sort of, you know, talking. He was like, I guess you'd call um, a, a demi, I mean, a demi God, but all these are human constructs to try to understand what what I am. But Wes is kind of not really listening because he realized he dropped his photo of Brenda in the stall, kind of behind the toilet. And when he goes to pick it up from behind the toilet, he turns and he kind of looks into the glory hole to be like, all right, what's this guy look like? Yeah. And God yells out, don't attempt to look at me. This is your only warning, Wes. And Wes immediately like, freaks out and but of course he doesn't listen so he stands on the toilet to peer over the stall i mean you gotta like take out the like the fact <laughs> that he's in a horror movie this is actually a real god and things are about to get yeah slimy. um don't do that if you just think it's a guy yeah a hundred percent like if you just think this guy it's a guy who's trying to get his dick sucked or to suck your dick like if you're not into it, just leave. I just mean, like, leave. yeah, like you, we already have all the information. It's not like, well, I'll take a look at this guy. And yeah, decide. let's see. Let's see what he's working with. It's like, no. Also, like, this is America. Like, that guy's got a gun. Right. That guy <laughs> has a gun. He's going to stick it to the glory hole. And I think, yeah, I mean, that is a good point because I was like, I guess to me, it almost violates the glory hole, the 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 agreement we have, which is it's yes, just a hole. You're a, not supposed to look at each other. Right. It's about the anonymity. Exactly. You know, and in this I case. Think. 
Again, having not been on either side of a glory Never hole, been and on we're going to fix that. We're going to go to a glory hole and do some research. We are going to find out more about this. Um, <laughs> we're just going to be in the room, like taking notes, being like, "So, when you were doing that?" Um, but uh, he, when he looks over the stall, got scream, sends out this like piercing screaming sound. Allison West wakes up outside, on the ground. His pants are intact. So he's like, oh, shit, that was just a dream? Okay. So he runs to his car and gets in. Unfortunately, once yes. he gets into the driver's seat, he turns, and Brenda is sitting in the passenger seat. And she tells him in God's voice, I told you not to look at the stall. And she opens her mouth to scream, and worms start crawling out of nope. her eyes. Nope. Wes wakes up again. He's still on the bathroom floor in his underwear. Oh, God, the floor of a rest bathroom. <laughs> And so Wes is freaking out. He's like, oh, my God. Kind of what we alluded to, being a woman passed out. He's like, you saw me pass out. You dosed me with something or injected me. Like, and now I'm fucking tripping balls. You were, you're fucking with me to, like, in some way. And I, I, yeah. I, this is, we've gone past the pale, you know? Yeah. God says, did you see her? Your connection to her? Your misery? It's so intense. She's practically here with us now. Too scary. And Wes says, fuck this. I'm leaving. Runs the door. Allison? He cannot open it. Instead, he is locked in the men's room with a very old, very lonely god. Allison, if this was you, what would you do? What would you do? I mean, you're really out of a lot of options. Right. At that point, like, I mean. And you're trapped. It's not like you could be like, okay, I this is what I would like take myself out. Like you right. can't, there's, there, there's not a ton of options. Right. And, and that even is your doing go-to. That. I guess you could drown yourself in the toilet. How do we think about, what do we think about that, Allison? I think it would be really hard to do. <laughs> it really would. It really would. Because I think your natural would. instinct is for your body to like save it. Like yeah. I think it would be hard. You'd have to like <laughs> yeah. keep your, you, yeah, you'd have to find like a brick to keep your head down. <laughs> yeah, but that's the only way out I see. <laughs> just a scenario you hope you never find yourself. All right, I very quickly have to figure out how to to fucking drown myself in the toilet. Listeners listeners at home, if you've drowned yourself in the toilet, let us know how hard it was. Let us know how you did it. And also, what what was the plan? Why were you doing that? (laughs) Um, Um, Though I guess, like, barring any ability to drown myself in a toilet, which you don't don't know if you have a brick or not. (laughs) It doesn't seem like he does, though, to your point. Yeah. There's not even, like, a supply closet. There's not even, like, a broom or something. Like, there's not, it doesn't seem to be any accoutrement that you could use to drown yourself in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would try and bust into the other stall and be like, like, if you're going to kill me, kill me. Like, yeah. just let's wrap. The, like, cause yeah, I let's don't have know this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, like, hang out here for a few hours just to have you still kill me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, the conversation is the worst part. Like, if you're just going to, yeah, like. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're just in a men's room. Yeah, if you just want to bite my dick off, just bite my dick just off. bite my dick off. Get it over with. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. My cat Rachel is the silliest cat I know. 
one time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter. This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. But so Wes runs to, there's like a little small square window that's really high up. And unfortunately, when he sees it, he sees sort of a glimmering magenta veil drop over the rest stop. And he's like, what the fuck is that? He's like, oh, I'm disguising us from the real world. Oh, good. And God asks him, are you agitated because you saw Brenda? Wes replies, how did you know about her? And God says, because none of this was accidental. So unfortunately, Wes is part of some plan that, that he is, you know— uh, now in, involved in. Yes. And God says, you were driven here by an inescapable force, fate. And as he talks to Wessies, there's like sort of, again, more translucent ooze dripping sort of over the door and from the bottom of, of God's um, stall. And we Ugh. see sort of like, a, it looks ooze. like the, it looks like a glowing red, like fleshy, um, it almost looks like a, um, like a womb. Like you see this glowing okay. red fleshy yeah, yeah, bottom yeah. and then something is sort of churning and moving inside. So it looks like a big organ, a big soft mm. organ with like a bunch of like mm. spiders mm. or something inside of it. Mm. Okay, great. Yeah. No, oh, you yeah. Love, you love, love that. that. You love that. I love that. <clears throat> That's like what I look I'm like. What should I get you for the holidays? That's number one. Room full of spiders. Um, and so, of course, Wes is freaking out, panicking, and he goes and he's trying to lift himself up to the window, but he has to step on a urinal. He slips on the urinal. He cracks his head against the wall and falls to the ground. And it sort of like has a moment of like, I don't know what else to do here. I mean, you don't have a ton of choices. Yeah. Um, God says, well, why don't you come back to the stall and talk to me? And Wes says, will you let me go? And God says, I don't really want to promise anything I can't guarantee, but it would be take a huge step forward for both of us if you come over here. But he warns Wes, if you were to gaze upon me, if you were to really get a good look, you would become a horrid, grotesque shell, devoid of humanity, a twisted affront to mankind. Hmm. And Wes says, okay, I won't look at the glory hall. I will not look, you know. Fine. And God sort of is sort of like still talking to him. God seemingly can't see Wes when he's, you know, not in the stall next to him. So Wes is able to, he's still strategizing. There's a vent under the sink. And he uses okay. uh, like some broken tile as like a, a screwdriver to start unscrewing the the grate. Wow. Yes, he's like, I'm getting the Couldn't fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, I again would be, I would be, he'd be talking to a dead person with her head in the toilet if it was me. <laughs> um, and Wes is like, you know, it'd be nice to know if I was having a stroke or if I've gone insane. You know, like if, if I knew one way or the other, I could sort of like yes. wrap my mind around this. Helpful information. And God says, I'm really sorry I can't let you go, but the thing is, I'm not in charge of this either. Which is, something about that really unnerved me. Like, oh, even yeah. the God, this is like, it's out of its hands or it's a crap. It's a larger legs. entity that yeah. is running the show. But mm-hmm. Wes manages to get into the air duct and is crawling and crawling. And Allison, unfortunately, just when you think he's going to crawl out, he pushes out the grate and he emerges from back under the same sink into the bathroom. Yes, of course. And God says, I'm sorry, you can't escape. I, I don't know how more to, I don't know how to specify this to you or how to clarify this to you. You can't go anywhere. <clears throat> and Wes notices sort of the magenta glow from outside is starting to weaken. And God says, I'm growing weaker, making it hard for me to conceal our location. 
And Wes says, "From who? Right. Well, we're, we're fine. Well, we're about to find out. But apparently, oh something oh even boy. worse than God is out. They're gonna get God. Then a this glowing person. womb full of spiders hiding in a glory hole. There's something worse <laughs> than that. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. And that thing is that glowing spider womb's dad, which oh, we'll get no, to in just a second. Not dad. I know. Um, and Wes says, "Okay, what do I need to get out of here? Like, just tell me." And God says, "The universe has a favor to ask." And Wes is like, does. the universe has been shitting on me non-fucking-stop. And now it's like, by the way, can you, like, pick me up from the airport? Right, yeah. Could you please put your dick in the glory hole and God knows what's going to happen to it afterwards? And God says, you know, maybe you should stop blaming the universe for your own actions. And he's like, uh, okay, I, 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 give me a down. break, uh, giant spider womb in the glory hall. Um, but suddenly Brenda is there and says, why did you, what did you do, Wes? And Wes wakes up again, and he's standing with Brenda at, like, an outdoor party, like a barbecue, clearly in some memory. And everyone else is frozen but them. And Brenda tells him, I thought okay. I was different. He freaks out. Suddenly, he's back in the bathroom. And even worse, his eyes are bleeding, right? Oh, that is worse. And God tells him, I'm so sorry. I should have been more specific. You can't leave Wes. You cannot even leave to go into your own memories. You're not allowed to mentally leave this space. Which I'm like, oh, my God. I don't, like, I can't be forced to pay attention to something. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. You want to physically trap me somewhere? Fine. But, like, let me dissociate. Right, exactly. Um, Wes goes to, I'm sorry, I said he's bleeding for his eyes. He's actually bleeding from his ears. One of the orifices. Oh. You know what? That's also bad. <laughs> and so he's cleaning his ears in the sink, and God says, how about a story? And so he tells the story, God, of, of his, how he became to be. So basically, God says, imagine a God in a sea of infinite nothing. Are you imagining it, Allison? Oh, yes. And there is a funny bit where, as you're talking, Wes starts peeing at the urinal. And so God stops, and they do it the like peeing. three more times. Yeah, like it's um, Naked Gun. So that's a fun yeah, mo- moment. That's fun. That's fun. <clears throat> and, God- and I appreciate them giving us bathroom. Exactly. They're giving us bathroom. They're giving bathroom. <laughs> They're giving bathroom. Um, and God says, um, the God realized that he— could physically manifest his thoughts and feelings. So without meaning to, the God was just creating things. And he was horrified because it, it was not—he didn't consent to it. He wasn't meaning to do it. And so all of these thoughts and feelings became his thought children that existed in reality. So so horrified he was by what he created that he sought to destroy them because he considered them abominations, Allison. Okay. However, the thought children fought back. During the conflict, his oldest child sliced through his side. The blood that flowed from the wound filled the infinite nothing, becoming the planets and the stars and life. Right. Okay. So the God, you know, the God watched in horror as his precious void filled with life. So he missed the nothing. The Father God wished that there was nothing. The infinite nothing was beautiful to him. But agreed. You know, again, ten seconds of the infinite nothing. Oh, yeah, that's better than any cigarette. That's better than agreed. You know, the the first cup of coffee of the day. Uh, and the God's children prevailed on him to allow life to continue, and he did. But secretly, he made a new child, God, an all powerful being that could destroy the universe and return it to God's precious nothing. However, God did again. God was created to destroy. God doesn't want to destroy. God was just okay. made by His Father to do that. So uh, God's siblings were able to shackle the Father God and sort of imprison him, and then they were able to hide God to prevent total destruction. Unfortunately, okay. recently the Father God escaped from his prison beyond all time and form. 
oh, okay, yeah. And is looking for God essentially to destroy the universe, right? And God, as he's telling this, is coughing and sounds really sick. And a lot more ooze is starting to flow into the outside of the stall. And oh God, and, that's what a restroom needs, more ooze. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, ooze check. Yeah, filled with ooze. Um, and God explains that he has grown connected to the world. And as he grows more connected to the human world, he's too weak to hide from his father. Like, uh, basically, the only way that he can hide is he has to become fully transcendent and fully a spirit being. Okay. But he, he's becoming more corporeal, and he needs Wes's help to become ethereal again. And if so, he could dip on daddy and hide forever. Now, how can Wes help him? Well, God tells him, only you could give me what I need to return to my ethereal form. I need you to satisfy these feelings that have awakened in me. Quiet them. And from the glory hole emerges sort of a soaking wet, writhing oh. mass that to me Ooh. looked like a okay. tentacle made out of like chicken hearts, like little like fitted together bits. Oh, yeah. And God says— Why wouldn't that come out of a glory I hole? I can't see why it wouldn't. It's, it's going in, you know? And, and God right. said, there's only part of you, one part of you that can do that. And Wes looks at the glory hole, and he's thinking what we're thinking is— this ancient god wants a slob on my knob. And my question to you, Allison, would you wow. let an immortal god go down on you to save all life in the universe, keeping in mind this immortal god is, as far as you can tell, a giant glowing womb filled with spiders or crabs or snakes or something, uh, but has a beautiful speaking voice. Allison, let me, what do you think? Here's where just biologically, it would be harder for me to get on board. It's okay. like, I would not want to get impregnated with spiders. Yes, absolutely. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. I think if you're a man mm-hmm. getting your dick sucked, or, you right. know, if you're a person with a penis getting your dick sucked, that, like, that risk is much lower. Yes, that's a great point. Than, you know, the way that female reproductive organs are all internal and for creating life. So that's, mm-hmm. if I'm this guy, though, hmm yeah, just let it, I guess, you know, what choice do you have? Right, and that's what he keeps that's running really up to. What, it's like, what else, it's like, I don't know, like, how long am I going to put this off before this is actually inevitably what's going to happen because I'm right. just some guy trapped in a public restroom with an ancient entity right. that is all-powerful in a way that I can't fight against. Right. Maybe it'll feel good. Right, and that's true. Yeah, what if— You don't know that it's going to be bad. That's a great point. Like, I mean, all those tentacles and stuff, like— it might feel better. Everything ruin- feels like soft and wet. That's like what sex is all about. Yeah. I, and and the, if anything, it might ruin all future blowjobs for you. Like you have this one immortal God blowjob. Yeah. And yeah, I I, I think I would, um, I, I absolutely would let the God get to third base. My thought mm-hmm. is like, do you have to, and this is again, I'm sorry for anyone who did, is not on board with this conversation. Like do <laughs> is, is doing that, like, is it contingent on, like, do I have to have an orgasm? And I say that because, yeah, like, if if you just need to, like, get in there for a couple minutes, sure. But to expect a human being in that situation to be able to come, I, that, I, I'm just saying, I, I just know myself, I wouldn't feel comfortable enough. Like, I, I you know what I mean? Like, there has right. to be have have some to sort of, of connection. We have to, yeah, you know what I mean? I like, like, especially, you know, women need to kind of, like, really mentally tap in. Just like um, a rapport, just a level of like, oh, okay, we're we're in this together, and it's like, what oh makes no, you it's think just it so... cares if you come. <laughs> well, but like, why does it care about uh, going down on you? You know what I mean? Like, I think once we know, well, that's why I'm like, oh, are you going to spew spiders up? 
yeah. into my uterus and I'm going to birth a new <laughs> yeah. nightmarish race of spider people. You know? All they do is ooze or something and like listen, that. You know, it's like, that's where I'm like, it's like, we 100%. don't know that that's a mouse. You know? Oh, 100%. And I mean, this is, I mean, these are unfortunately the social limits. Like, uh, as as women, we have to factor these things in. I mean, that yes. you will, someone will spew spiders in your uterus and you will conceive an abomination beyond the imaginings yeah. of man. And if you live in like 23 of the 50 oh, states, God. you're having those spiders. Everything so. is relevant. Everything is important. That's what I have to say about horror as a genre. Everything is important. Everything is important. Every metaphor, every metaphor is literal. But in this moment, uh, Wes is also facing up this. And Wes is like, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I could go up to the point where I put my penis yeah. in this hole. It's, and it, I mean, and this thing is mentally, on the other side. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot to get there. Because also there is this element of like, best case scenario, <laughs> this works. Yeah. And you eventually get to go back into the reality that you know mm-hmm. with people that you know Either this has to be something you tell people or right. this becomes news. <laughs> like, right, yeah. The, the post is all over this story. They're like, local man um, yeah. gets dick sucked by entity. I feel Oriole. like you would never stop talking about it and no one would ever believe you. And no one would be like, you. oh yeah, Wes, that guy who has that one story of that, that time that God sucked his dick or whatever. And it's like the kind of thing where like, you don't know, if something, like, like, I think this was, like, a big vaccine, like, when we were trying to be, like, please take it, um, that, like, you don't know if something works. Yes. You only know if it doesn't work. Yeah, that's so, a good like, point. So, like, if this saves the world, yeah. like, nobody will really believe, it's like, well, right. I don't know, you could have just not let it suck your dick, or, so, like, like no one's going to believe that, like, you saved, Damn. you know, the universe by letting this happen because the universe is intact in that one Narrative. And so. I, I guess you're doing. You would be doing it entirely because it would be a, a fully selfless act. Again, yes. uh, I'm, unless it's a great blowjob, which it very well might be. So it is a win-win. But if it's horrible, which also seems very possible, very likely, uh, very very likely. likely then yeah, it would be an entirely selfless act. And to walk yourself up to doing a selfless act that requires you to do something horrifying—that's tough. Fortunately, Allison, a car pulls up outside. It's Gary, the property supervisor from the Department of Transportation, just to do a check of the rest stop and, like, take out the Gary. trash and stuff. Unfortunately, Wes hears the car and is screaming his head off, like, please, I'm in the bathroom, help me. Gary has his headphones on in, and is just, like, listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And is, like, he finds all the burnt clothes. He finds the teddy bear. and But he's assumed, like, oh, great, kids were here, like, fucking burning shit, like, teenagers yeah. doing something. Right. So, Oh, sure. That's, like, best case scenario. Yeah, like scooping everything out. And finally, Gary gets back to his car and takes out his headphones. And the exact minute, Wes screams, help. So luckily, Gary goes to open the bathroom door. He starts pounding on it. And he's like, open the door, open the door. And and God says, you don't want me to do that. You don't want me to open the door. And he says, no, I want you to open the door. And God says, so be it. He opens the door and Gary walks in and is like, what the fuck's going on in here? Not a scene I want to walk into when I'm just like doing my daily check-in of a rest stop. Unfortunately, Allison, he lets the door close behind him, locking them both in. So now Gary's a part of the story, too. Oh, Gary. You had no idea what you were getting into. Yeah, and, and Gary's screaming. Or like Gary's like, did you break this door? If you didn't, then who the hell did? And from the stall, God says, I did. 
And Gary, Gary, Gary looks at— got to get you up to speed. <laughs> Gary looks at that, looks at Wes, and he's like, you know, there are a ton of cheap motels up and down this highway. You didn't have to spend the night in the restroom and make a big mess for me, for God's sake. And Wes is like, no, 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 that's not what happened. It's something way more complicated and fucked up, you know? And God says, I'm sorry, Gary, but now you have a different part to play in this. I can't have you interfering with this, and I can't have you leaving and telling people. And Gary's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I'm just going to call the cops. So he takes out his phone. And Wes says, yes, call the cops. God says to Wes, do you really think that's wise to call the cops, Wes, given your situation? Um, And Wes immediately backtracks. is like, well, maybe we call a cab company first. Maybe we call a locksmith, you know? And he starts to reach for Gary's phone. And he and Gary sort of tussle. And Gary gets Wes in a headlock, but unfortunately can't get a signal. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, because you're, like, kind of not in this realm. <laughs> exactly. Like, didn't he, like, put something over the whole restroom to, like, make it yeah, and obscured from reality? Which does kind of make me, quen- like, wonder, like, how did Gary get in? Yes, that's a great question. I guess we're to think that— um, Probably lifted it and then put it back. Yeah, or, like, maybe he is generally that vulnerable that, like, you, you can get through it, mm-hmm. but a cell phone mm-hmm. signal can't. Right. But— um, Wes is trying to argue with God, like, let Gary stay, stay and he can, you know, give you what you need. But God says, no, Gary is a hindrance. This is about you. And now I must do what I need to do. Step into the stall, Wes. And Wes sort of crestfallen steps into the stall and he closes the door and he sees under the stall, the bottom of the fleshy organ bursts mm. open and tentacles and like spider leg tentacles emerge from mm. the sack and start crawling under the stall at Gary. And as Wes tries to watch through, like, the crack in the door, Gary is torn to pieces. At one point, Gary tries to scramble under Wes's stall door, screaming, but he's oh, dragged Gary. back. I know, Gary, he's just doing he his fucking job. He didn't need to be a part of this. He didn't at all. And now, of course, Wes feels terrible that he even tried yes. to call for help. And in the sort of his panic, Gary's photo of Brenda falls. for He propped on the side of the toilet paper holder, and it falls to the ground. And as it does, suddenly there's silence, and then a red misting rain starts falling into the stall. Like, Mm -hmm. Gary's blood has been vaporized and turned into rain that's now falling in the bathroom. Poor Gary. I mean, and at least I guess it seemed like it was only, like, a couple seconds of horror, of horrible death, but, like, still— Unfortunately, when Wes goes to pick up the photo from the ground, which is all covered in blood now, Gary's still beating heart falls over the stall door. And with that, understandably, Wes is retreating into his memories. And he's back at the back. Yeah, yeah, that'll trigger you. And we're back at that backyard party. And this is the first time he and Brenda met. And he's sort of like eyeing his tall, like, again, more traditionally hot blonde woman. And Brenda approaches him like, oh, stalk much? Are you stalking her? And he goes, I'm not, not stalking anyone. It's, why would you say that? Weird. And Brenda sort of, she immediately starts nagging him, which I think is like, that's an interesting tactic, Brenda. Yes. But eventually, he, she cycles to like, you might think that that's what you want, but you look like a man who's ready to settle down. And Wes jokes, you know, are you offering? And Brenda replies, calm down, we just met. And Wes says, actually, we, we haven't met. I'm Wes. And she turns and she shakes his hand and says, and I'm Brenda. And now he's back in the bathroom. And God said, there's something about people. You know, they're so full of life and then nothing. And Wes is sort of like, he's had that, he's had that like defeated end of the thing where you're just so exhausted. Yeah. He's like, I'm glad you find us so fascinating. Yeah. Can you just end this now? <laughs> yeah. And he opens the stall door. The entire bathroom is blanketed in blood. It's like it's cool. like Gary exploded, you know? 
I didn't deserve that. Right. He said, why did you have to do that? Like, just send him away. And he's like, if I let Gary go, we would have increased the likelihood of interference. And unlike you, he was not ordained for this. And Wes picks up his, his now blood-drenched photo of Brenda, and he says, tell me specifically what I need to do. And God says, you need to satisfy my physical form. And Wes says, that's it, then I can go. And Wes tells him, I don't think I could do it. Gott replies, I think you can, Wes. I believe in you. I believe you can rise to the occasion. Allison, I ask you, who will survive? Who will survive? <sighs> not, not Wes. Yeah. <sighs> It's just hard Not when you're less. ordained, when you're fated to be a part of something. It's like it's like your death or your life. It's like it is out of your hands, you know? Yeah. Versus, say, like a cabin in the woods where it's like they have to arrange something to happen. It's like— Yes. This is just like you're at the whims of somebody else yeah. who is much more powerful. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I just don't see a way out. Yeah. Um, And uh, the only other person is Gott. So do we think, is Gott going to get Gott? Is Gott going to live on? I am going to posit that maybe Gott's dad gets Gott. Great. Love it. Like, Gott, Gott's dad kills Gott. And then— um, Not gets Gott. Gott's dad he, kills Gott. Yes. And, and yeah, sort of a, a cabin in the woods type of ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Brenda. What, what, do we, what do we think happens to Brenda at the end? I think that Brenda was all part of it. Love so it. she's— Yes. Okay. Like a— one of them, like a plant or yes. like one of them or something like that. So maybe she was kind of never really alive. I love that. That's perfect. Again, Allison, you've, we've been doing this so long. I feel like your suggestions, like that's that's the movie. Like yeah. you're, you're picking up on it. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Making my cat happy is my number one priority, and Fresh Step Outstretch litter helps me do just that. Meet Mr. Mittens. Mitty, for short. Ah! Mitty is happiest when his litter box is clean and fresh. And Fresh Step Outstretch is amazing at absorbing waste and odor. We sure have found our common ground, haven't we? Happy cat, happy life. Find Fresh Step Outstretch at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. All right, so God says, I know, I know, but once you do this, you'll be free, and I'll be able to send from my father's site, so I know it's a lot to ask. And Wes is just starting to, like, panic again, and he's, like, he finds Gary's severed leg, and he's trying to beat on the door, trying to, like, shatter the window with Gary's, Gary's severed leg. Doesn't work. Also, like, he was vaporized, but there's still a leg. <clears throat> I, it, right. Who's to say? I, I don't know the mind of— uh, I don't know how people vaporize. It might yeah. not do limbs. It might not do limbs. It uh, might not do limbs. And but what eventually Wes comes out, he's like, fuck it, let's just fucking do this. And God yeah. says, Thank you. 
And God is talking, and Wes is like, takes his pants down, and God's still like chattering away. And Wes is like, could you be quiet for like two minutes? Like, I just need time. This is like horror porn. It, it is. Like, I know. it's like all the setup, and it's like, here we go. Yeah, there is something where it's like, you could very much do a porn, a, a straight porn from this. Um, yeah. But uh, Wes, you know, puts it, you know, it's not really she's shot from behind, puts his wiener in the glory hole, and God says, what is that? And Wes is like, what do you think it is? What are you, okay, what are you what, talking you don't about? Do, don't body yeah. shame me. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And God says, you thought your human penis was going to save the universe? It's like, well, something has to. You're not giving me <laughs> enough information. It's true. This is, it's like, this is a whole, this is what it's used for on our it's planet. It's waste like, level. Why would I think anything else? Exactly. That's not you, God. Um, and Wes is like, well, what the fuck do you want from me then? Unfortunately, Alice and God says, I need your liver. But just a piece of it will do, and it does regenerate. And Wes is like, it, how do you start to fucking do that? It's inside you. From under God's door slides a huge, jagged piece of broken mirror. No. No. And Wes says, fuck this. I'm not I doing I would rather this. let it go down on me. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, not to— cut out part of my own liver. I, I just don't be, think— uh, Yeah. I'd rather have a womb full of spiders than have to cut out my own liver— Absolutely. You know, uh, hopefully a choice uh, no one has to make. But so he says, you know, I don't give a fuck how many people this saves. And God says, it's a moment of pain versus all the life in the universe. And I believe that you are capable of an unselfish act. You are an unselfish person. The world is full of unselfish acts. And Wes is like, "Ah, fuck you. Those unselfish acts are all done for selfish reasons. And God's like, no, no, I don't believe you. And Wes tells him, you told me your story. Let me tell you my story. So they're both telling stories about their father, right? So now Wes tells him the story of his father. Basically, his father worked so his mother didn't have to. And he used, Wes's father used that as a way to sort of like torment and like like psychologically abuse Wes's mother. Berating her and being like, I have this power over you until she died by suicide. And Wes says, you know what he said to me after she blew her brains out? He said, son, she was a selfish woman. And he's, like, working himself again. Like, he's screaming. And he's like, so how could I believe, like, this this person who thought yeah. of himself as unselfish, he wasn't. Like, he used it. And then, I don't know, it's like, don't fucking tell me about the human universe. I know more about no. being human than you do. Fuck right. off, you know? Right. You're not part of this. As he's doing this, the whole restroom starts shaking and crumbling, and Wes looks down, and he's holding the mirror shard, and got pleased with him, like, don't you want to do something that you feel good about in your life? And Wes tells him, I'm going to be honest, I stopped feeling a long time ago. Oh, boy. And through the crack in the wall, suddenly, which starts falling away, Wes can see the void. So he, the void is visible. Void. And... um you know, sort of the, the the actual restroom building itself starts to like sort of crumble and fall apart. And God says, I know that's a lie. I know you could feel something like for her. And he shows him Brenda. And Wes says, I thought she was special. I thought she could fill up the void, the nothing. But in the end, she was just like the others. And God tells Wes, or she trusted you and you broke that trust. Trust. And Wes is, Wes is like, fuck you. And he gets down at glory hole level and he screams, fuck you into the glory hole. Fun. And when he looks, he sees the same monstrous eye we saw at the beginning, like the blinking eye. Yes. Suddenly, Wes is back in that void from the beginning, and with him is a giant, terrifying version of the I love you very much bear, 
that Brenda had clearly given to him. Okay, great. And it opens up its belly, and there's sort of like a red velvet pouch, like a void in its stomach. And the bear starts stuffing Wes inside. And, of course, Wes wakes back up. He's on the bathroom floor groaning. And he's like, that was the worst pain I've ever experienced. And God says, I know. And it's only a taste of what you're in for if we don't do this now. Because I think that's the same thing as the um, cabin in the woods where it's like, yeah, if you don't do this, you're going to die when everything is destroyed. And it's going to be horrible. So it's like, this is going to be bad. Your death is inevitable if you don't do this. Right. So— Wes crawls wow. over the sink to, like, splash his face, and he sees himself covered in blood, and he starts laughing maniacally. He's like, I look like death. I look like death. And God says, you're wasting time, Wes. And Wes agrees, then let's speed this up, baby. Yes, that's where I would— I'd be like, whatever we got to do, we're doing it. Like, I can't just, like, keep going back and forth between, like, weird nightmare <laughs> memories and being on the floor of this restroom right. and arguing with you and hearing you talk about your dad and I've talked about mine. It's like, right, let's yeah. wrap it up. Come on. Um, which I did realize is like, maybe that's why I had like the Jonah Hill, the Phil Stutz um, uh, documentary in mind where it's like, ah, just two men talking about their parents, you know, like trying to like figure out how to how to live life, you know. But unfortunately, Allison, Wes is not going to cut out his liver. What he's referring to is he goes to the void crack in the wall and he starts screaming into the void, daddy, your son's here calling for God's father to find them. Unfortunately, it fucking works. So the whole building starts shaking. God says, it's him. He knows he's here. The entire wall of urinals rips away, and a howling wind starts sucking Wes into the void. And we Mm -hmm. see God's father, and it's like a giant Cthulhu-like tentacled monster in space. Sure. Writhing and wanting to drag him out and, again, start the destruction of all life in the universe— and God's able to sort of seal up the wall, but he tells him, I cannot find him off for much longer. You have to do this. And he tries to plead with him. And he puts Wes back in the backyard party with Brenda. He's like, if the world is destroyed, even if you don't care about yourself, even if you don't feel anything, if the world is destroyed, her memory will be destroyed. Any proof that Brenda exists will be destroyed. And uh, he, he has this realization and he picks up the jagged piece of mirror next to him. Mm-hmm. And he says, will it hurt? And... Okay. God says, yes, very much. But all those feelings you have, all that love and that hate and despair, that's what I need. I need you to do this. Okay. And he's tearing himself open, and he he cuts open his torso, and we see his memory of kissing Brenda that day with the bear, and then we see his last memory of Brenda. You know, we're assuming they broke up, but we see what actually happened. We see that what Wes has been turning away from in all of this, we see Brenda sitting on their couch together, and she has found that red wooden box and opened it. And when she's going through the photos, we actually see the photos. And it's just photos of different women. And it's different women that he ha- is abusing, attacking. Like he's a serial killer or or some oh. sort of sadist who oh. is like attacking these women. And she has found it. Um, and she had just given him the I love you very much bear. And Wes realizes, like, she was happy and I was happy with her. And suddenly they're back in that void. And Brenda's looking at Wes terrified. And Wes smiles at her. Wes has killed Brenda. (gasps) Along with all these other women. Oh, no. And so, of course, he's haunted by it. Haunted by her. Yes, he should be. 
and sort of we see him reach in and pull out the part of his uh, pull out his liver. Yeah. And it's sort of like doing so, I think the idea of like atoning or at least recognizing like sure. this is the thing inside me that did these things. And it's at least a dozen other women's photos. Yeah. And in the void, when he's pulling out his liver, Brenda is suddenly behind him, grabbing him, and it's all these like a dozen other women's hands crawl like grabbing onto his um, torso, and then Brenda's hand goes into his wound to pull the liver out. And as she does, we see in the bathroom a tentacle has emerged through the glory hole and is entering mm-hmm. Wes's torso and pulling out his liver. Okay. So Wes crawls out of the floor. I guess we're to think it doesn't say whether it's just a little part of his liver or if it's his full liver, but it, it's a it's part of the liver regardless. Yeah. So he pulled. Uh, it's what they were asking for. Yeah. So God pulls out the liver. West falls to the ground. Is crawling to the door, and finally, when he's almost to the to the door of the bathroom, West turns, and God's door swings open, and we finally see him in full. And he looks like a fleshy tentacled, like um, like internal or- organ colored creature, like a pinky sure. mass. Yeah. It looks like a cross between a mitochondria. What are those okay. like water bears? You ever seen that? It's like a microscopic yeah. like thing with like it looks like a little bear sort of and muscle yeah. tissue. And God's mouth is like this huge maw with like dagger like teeth opens and he's and it screams. West wakes up. He's bloody. His liver's gone. On the bathroom floor, the stalls are both empty and the bathroom, other than where he's laying, doesn't have blood right. on it. The bathroom is back okay. to normal. And he calls out to God. And gets no reply. And he, we see him crawl the door and Gott finally responds, it's finished. The threat has passed. And Wes laughs as he, he says, I saved the universe. I'm a hero. And God says, no. Heroes are remembered. You will be forgotten. We are beings of pure destruction, Wes. You and I don't belong in this beautiful world. And we see Wes, he crawls outside of the picnic area and he finds the bag of his burn stuff and he finds the I love you very much bear and he grabs it and he rolls onto his back and he dies. And as he does, we sort of zoom out from the earth to, you know, we see the globe and then space and then this sort of spectacular purple galaxy in some unfathomable corner of the accursed universe. The end. Wow. Yeah. Well, what are some fatal mistakes, you think? I guess specifically Wes, but really anyone in this movie may have made. Yeah. Fatal mistakes. I mean, I guess being like a serial killer would be pretty high on my list. Um, Feels like that's not good on its own. And then also becomes like why you're chosen for this kind of destruction. Right, yeah, like you were, it wasn't simply, ah, oh, you're just a every, every day. You're a guy and you happen a, yeah. to be part of this. It's like, no, you made yourself part of this by being a destructive, awful human being. Yeah, and it's it, it's sort of like until that moment, he really wasn't ready to reckon with his own destructive force. And mm-hmm. so this was like a way to force that to happen um, yeah, and, you know, it's good. It's good for the soul. It's like therapy. You know, it's just like sometimes a, an ancient god has to show up and force you to see wh- wh- yes. what you really who are. You really are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's kind of the rest of it. I mean, it's like Gary couldn't have known what he was walking into. Yeah, I know. It's like Gary, you know, nothing he could have done. Yeah. Just wrong place, wrong time. 
Yeah, and I, other than that, yeah, it's out of our, it's certainly not God's fault. God was created to destroy, mm. and unfortunately, or was fortunately conscious, conscientious enough to not want to do it. So yeah. God's really the hero here. And I wish, you know, listen, we all wish it could have just ended with a, a sloppy blowjob and we all get on with our day, but yeah. that's just not how things work, um, unfortunately. Um, I don't know what I thought I was going to land that plane. I don't know what I was No, I mean, for, I think that you, you know. did. Thank you. Bumpy landing, but a landing. Thank you. We'll take it. Yep. Everyone's standing up and clapping. Um, but yeah, um, when finally, where will you, what would you like to rate Glorious on the spooky scale. A spooky scale. I feel like this is a five. Mm-hmm. I think restrooms are scary. I think there's a lot of uh, like textures that I didn't want to see. Yeah, a lot of um, lot of a lot, ooze, lot, lot of, of goo, a lot of ooze, a lot of goo, vaporized blood. Just like that, we're like, even though that's not always like the number one scariest thing, I do think that that's very scary to see. Yeah. Um, being trapped is always scary. But again, like we're dealing with a glory hole God and there's kind of some fun elements that bring it back down a bit. So I think a five is 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 reasonable for this. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to give it, yeah, because again, the spooky scale is simply how spooky we yes. thought it was. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, in terms of actually scariness, I think like the um, I love uh, you know this is again like not that everything has to allude to um, you know uh, H.P. Lovecraft, but this have obviously had elements of H.P. Lovecraft yes. in it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I love an intergalactic horror, but I do think it's it's less scary when it's depicted on screen. Like I think I think mm-hmm. reading it to me is very scary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't know. I uh, I would say. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I really uh, got a lot out of it. But in terms of actually being scared, nah, not not yeah. really. Three. I'll give it a three. A three. And in three terms of fair. enjoyment, couldn't have enjoyed it more. Absolutely I loved mean, it. And it just like different, you know, like something like yeah, this does feel very like it was. I was like, wow, who sat down and was like, this is the idea. Like it's very creative. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. And again, brilliant casting, brilliant (laughs) casting, single location. You know, it's Mm, like, well, mm -hmm. you could do so much with so little. And um, yeah, very into it. Um, Well, we hope everyone enjoyed that. And thank you for listening to our uh, Screaming on Streaming Shutter Month. Uh, Yes. I I just uh, told Allison what I definitely want to do for December. And I'm very excited about the theme, but we just need to touch base about it with our producer. But yeah. uh, again, thank you for listening. And if you listen to our live show, thank you so much for that. And yes. um, this is, we're also recording this after we find out that we got on the Times Top 10 um, podcast of 2022. Yes. Woo. Woo, Woo baby. Um, we did it. Making a list. So if you're new from that list, thank you for listening. And, yes, thank um, you. I think this is a great one to start with. Uh, we don't talk a great about, start. We don't typically talk about blowjobs uh, blow and glory holes as much. But as anything, much. I think this is a lesson that it should come up more often. It should come up more often. Yeah. And, and I want to say thank you again to this movie for finally giving us uh, bathroom use in a war Yes, movie. thank you. We just and and see also giving us a scenario where we don't have to be like, okay, this guy's been here for a full day. Like, if it's an elevator, if it's a basement, it's like, well, yeah. what happened? Did you just poop or pee on the ground? Yeah. But, like, it's like, we know at least, even if we didn't see it, there was a toilet. There was, yeah. and There and was a toilet. 
And you do see the toilet because he throws up in it. So we know that there's a toilet there. And yeah. um, we just, it means a lot to us. So thank yeah. you to the filmmakers. So thank and thank you for listening. And until next time, please, if you will, keep, keep it spooky. Bye. Bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix.